Welcome back to Mindful Endeavors. I am your new age, new age alchemist. And really quick, as usual, the disclaimer, you know, we're not mental health professionals. We're not necessarily giving medical advice. We're just making sure we're, we're, that we keep the conversations going around mental health and then other issues that may tie into that. If you feel that you need uh, medical help, obviously, we obviously encourage you to seek it, but we also encourage the people to keep having these conversations. All right. With that being said, you're back. Anthony Rodriguez, Sharper hey. Ant. You are what I consider my financial expert because, you know, you uh, have a few business <laughs> you have a few businesses. So you're doing, you know, you know, you're doing pretty well for yourself. So, yeah, you know, you, you kind of broke away from that rat race. So, you know, you're, you're working for yourself. Yeah. And uh, really quick, for those that haven't listened to a previous episode, you know, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Anthony Rodriguez. I'm a California based entrepreneur. And uh, yeah, I left the standard nine to five about maybe two years ago and i've just been uh, doing it on my own uh i run a couple businesses i have a watch business it's called uh roman watches see one of the Roman watches right there so you can check that out romanwatches.com uh, i'm in real estate and uh in the stock market like a lot of people did joined this during this coronavirus but um so yeah i run a couple businesses and uh yeah that's what i do and yeah, I mean, known each other like for whew, over 20, no, maybe like 15, long time. Nah, 20 years. 20, 20 years. years. Yeah. 20 years. It's, it's been a long time. We definitely had some uh, yeah. fun memories in middle school, and then you, you decided to ditch us for a rival school. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many gangs were all that. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, but, uh, but yeah, dude, like, so we've known each other for 20 years. We kind of like didn't keep in touch for a little while, but, you know, here we are thanks to social media we're you know keep in touch again and yep. that's awesome that's one of the benefits of social media but today we're going to talk about uh something that is not i don't think is really talked about when it comes to mental health just, and that is financial stability um so we're going to talk about certain to to a couple topics first of all and then we're going to talk about fitness but the very first thing is like well you know like you like you said you broke out of the rat race two years ago and you're you know you're building yourself up yeah. So one of the things that we didn't explore last time you were here is barriers of entry to entrepreneurship, which I think, you know, is definitely important to talk about because a lot of people, may, they may be in a situation where they can, you know, start their own business, but they don't necessarily know how. Yeah. And, you know, they can't even try it like, you know, even the first time because ultimately there's different barriers. Like, for for example, the fear, the fear, that's the very yep. first thing that kind of like ruins everything. I'm fear of the sure unknown. You know. Yeah. Fear of failure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of fears. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's like, it's one of those things where like, even like when you do certain like, you know, endeavors that are, you know, financial endeavors, like even if you fail, you learn a lot. So, I mean, I definitely yeah. have done a couple of things that, Definitely, I'm not proud of because they failed. But at the same time, it's like okay, yeah. now I know what not to get into. And yeah, and yeah. so you know, briefly, kind of like talk about like any hurdles that you came across when you were starting your business businesses. Um, definitely, it's the the fear of a failure, and a lot of times, sometimes it's not a clear blueprint of how you should approach, you know, certain industries, whatever. If you want to start your own company or you know, a service based company, whatever it is, is definitely the fear of the unknown. Like, will I succeed? You know, or will I fail? How much, you know, how long am I going to go until I get become successful? It's just so many unknowns as opposed to like having a nine to five, you know, you show up to work every day, you do your job, you're going to be fine. Eventually you promote. It's just the fear of the unknown. And there's a lot of uh, 
yeah, you learn by failure a lot of times along the way, you know, spending too much money on advertising and that fails or not advertising correctly at all. And that's not coming across or uh, just spending too much. Is this, is there so many monetary penalties for not doing the right thing when you don't even know what is the right thing? So it's just the, the fear of the unknown basically. And then, um, yeah, and then you, you and then you have to rely on yourself. Like you need to you need to be your your own cheerleader because in this new yeah. endeavor, whatever your job is, like you got to have faith in yourself because yeah. you don't know what's gonna come. You just gotta make you have to feel in yourself that you can succeed no matter what happens. You'll overcome, you'll adapt, and you'll succeed. And I think it's just it's just a it's a it's a hard mental game. You got to play with yourself to succeed. Yeah, and that was that's the easiest one to really pick on because it's so like I mean it sounds like. A cliche that you would see like on a meme but it's really it's really true a lot of people like they don't they put off their dreams because of the fear of the unknown like what if i do this i don't have a safety net like what, what can i fall back on and it's like it, it's a lot of stress that comes with that because then you have people that are stuck in nine to five that you know maybe they're they're paying you know they're they're doing well off for themselves and you know they have yeah. their comfortable home they have you know their families or not no families but you know they have like hard party money or things like that but um sometimes they don't necessarily like the job they're, that they're in or maybe they don't like the company that they're in. And one of the things that kind of sucks about working that is that you have to kind of bounce around before you really do find something that, you know, you do enjoy working at. And I think, uh, you know, that can kind of play a toll in, its, in itself, especially when you look at like how fragile certain industries are, like, you know, as we saw during the COVID, a lot of uh, places were shut down. Um, you know, and we can, yeah. you know, that the, the difference, the, the, the conversations, you know, around that is, you know, that's a different story, but you know, yeah. you, like you saw that yourself as well. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's all bad. Uh, oh, what are you, you know, I thought about this right now. Sometimes it's not even like the fear of unload. Sometimes people just have, uh, they're like, oh, I'm ready to go, ready to go. And you just have analysis paralysis. You're just thinking like, okay, but I need, still need that. I, I still need to make, do this. <clears throat> Do this step, and then, and then you're literally just—you're not even—you're spinning your wheels, but you're not making any moves. You're just sitting there, like tomorrow I'll get this done, or I'm not ready. I need to save just a little bit more. And some people just don't ever make a move. They'll sit at their job or whatever at at home with their couch and without ever doing a move, just because analysis, you're overthinking it. Just go. Like a lot of these, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, they they always tell you just do something, take action, start today, do just start something, you know, open the bank account, you know. Purchase your first inventory. Just whatever you can do, just go. Start doing something. And yeah, like, um, yeah. Well, do you think? What do you think about the, the approach of like, okay, setting small milestones and then working to build milestones? Like, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah, that's definitely that makes things more realistic, and that's one of the things you learn to like. You give yourself uh, due dates. You know, by the end of this week, I need to have this much money saved, or by the end of this week, I need to purchase this equipment, or whatever those those small. Uh, due dates uh, definitely make things more realistic, and that's how you, you, I've seen very successful people tell me that's how they that's the method they apply to their system of getting things done, and it works for sure. Fortunes yeah, up. I mean, yeah, and like I've I'm uh, definitely I'm at fault when it comes to like the analysis paralysis type of thing because I do yeah. overthink some. Well, yeah. see, okay, so my problem is that. The stuff that I shouldn't overthink, I overthink. And the stuff that I should pause and think about, I'm just like all gun home. Like, all right, screw this. Let's do this. And then it yeah. ends up biting me in the butt later on. And it's like, and when, if I had just stopped for two seconds 
and been like, okay, this is not worth it for me, then I would have avoided that whole pain and everything. So yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I definitely am better at that now, but that was definitely me in like prior years where it's like, <sighs> and then even then, like, cause I mean, I was caught up also in like, Oh, well I have some debt and all that stuff. And yeah. you know, I can't really like do some kind of risky, you know, business endeavor because nice. I have all this debt. And if I don't have a job, if I leave my current stable job, how am I going to pay the debt with something that I'm really going to try? Yeah, so, that's that's the, the whole your, your whole breakdown. That's how people literally every day when they're trying to make the leap. That's the, the the process they're going through in their head. But um, actually, one of the, the things that does help is like, say you have a lot of friends who have nine to five. It's it's helpful to get in a group or be around other entrepreneurs or people who've started their own side hustles. They may have a nine to five, but on the side, you know, I don't know, they sell cupcakes or whatever it is. But they have they do have their own little business on the side. I think that would probably be that's probably the best way to do it. You have your nine to five and on the side, you just, you know, say like this podcast, you know, you have your, your main job and then this podcast is your your startup and you, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're building more episodes, putting more episodes, more content like this is your own thing. You started on the side. So I think the best way to do it is just start on the side, start small and then build up, build up till it can replace, you know, your main source of income. But I think when you do it like that, you don't have to do a crazy jump, you know, and just hope you fly take off that, that, that <laughs> is the best way to do it yeah i don't recommend doing that I, I i did that but i don't recommend to do that yeah same i definitely don't recommend that and mm -hmm. um i think uh, i think also too a lot of people think that there's um one of the barriers of entry is just kind of like doubt well we kind of talked about fear but th this is more like the doubt aspect of it because a lot of times like when they people tend to compare themselves with some with somebody else they oh, yeah. do it in the wrong way right so yeah. They may think, oh, well, this person is doing it because they have money. Well, you don't really know in the back, like in the back end, what they went through to achieve all that, right? Right. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that you know I'm hoping that you know we can kind of, you know, elaborate a little bit more on because like nowadays, I mean, w I mean that kind of plays into the barrier of entry of money, right? The the money, like not everybody has like an extra few thousand dollars to be able to invest, and I get that. Yeah. But um, you know, depending. On like what you do i mean there's a lot of resources out there and i mean yep. you definitely know i mean you recommended uh, several resources to me and you know you can go ahead and you know talk about more talk more about that yeah well nowadays you could believe it or not there's grants you can get from the government the government can actually give you grants for some depending on what kind of uh industry you're trying to get into you can get a grant for that um there's like gofundme pages there's there's a lot of a lot of gofundme type organizations out there where you just start a campaign and say hey you know i want to raise you know five thousand ten thousand dollars for my uh chocolate company we want to make chocolate you know gluten-free chocolate whatever it is you start a campaign you know you have a good a good slogan and you know a good message behind why you want to do it and a lot of these websites you can go on there and get funding five ten thousand dollars you know set it out go mad on time and you know advertise you know this is what we're trying to get which we're getting people will get funded that way uh or family members you know you get sit your family down like hey you know i'm here i want to start a company a landscaping company i just need money for a couple a lawnmower a truck on my equipment just to get me started and you seed money from your family members or you know the last one would be real risky is credit cards but i don't i wouldn't recommend putting everything on credit cards but i mean there's funding out there you can get money out there you know family friends credit cards possibly uh if you have a good a solid uh, business plan you can get a loan from the bank 
Um, or yeah, funding. There's the you know, these websites like GoFundMe. Um, what's the one? I can't think. One's coming to my head. There's one, or it's uh, I can't think of it right now. But yeah, there's websites where you could just go there, start a campaign, and raise funds that way. Yeah, and I mean, you also see um, a lot of people leveraging social media. Um, social media, yeah. And that's kind of a, I guess, close to free because I mean, you still have to pay for internet. But I think at this point, it's a utility where. Luckily, in this country, you know, a lot of us, you know, have access to it. And um, so, <clears throat> I mean, there's definitely lots of resources that we can, that people can get started on there and not even necessarily making money. But if you spend some time on the side researching stuff, you know, and you get right. more confidence in terms of like making that leap, because now all of a sudden, you know, figuratively speaking, that leap seems shorter. Right. So you're able to, you know, because it's like, all right, well, now this risk is no longer just random risk. It's calculated risk which is you know gives you a bit of more of a peace peace of mind because hey you know like it's calculated okay i know that i need very limited resources on this or what have you and uh or i know a lot of you know experience through the people the you know the resources that people put out which is oh. an, an awesome thing actually you know what uh, as far as barriers to entry so depending on your industry i've found there's a lot of like groups in really niche groups, whatever you want to be, uh, whatever you want to do. Say you want to start a vending machine company, like you can go on Facebook or even Reddit, and there's like these, these little communities that deal in just that industry. And your cost of entry into the into the business might be a little a lot lower. They might say, oh, you know, I know a guy who has a, a vending machine. He can give it to you for five hundred bucks or whatever it is, or you know, Facebook groups or whatever your 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 industry that you want to be in. Someone can give you knowledge first-hand knowledge of what it's like in that industry, you know, whatever it be. So I actually, um, one of the industries I wanted to get into was getting into ATMs, right? I wanted to purchase an ATM and, you know, put it in convenience stores and basically make some passive money that way. Just putting money in the ATM, people use it, I make money. So I actually joined a Facebook group uh, that just dealt with ATM. It was just an ATM business face, face group, group, Facebook group. And through that Facebook group, I was able to get in contact with someone trying to sell an ATM and I got it for half what it was going for on a retail website, something like that. And not only did they tell me, they, they sold it to me, they told me how to set it up. They told me how, you know, the best banks to work with when do it. So like I got so much inside knowledge for that industry just by uh, joining this group. That like that's a cheat code. Like the amount of knowledge, <laughs> you, you, you're, it's free. It's free info. Like these guys, as long as you're in their group, they're gonna give you this information for free just because you're part of their, their, you know, their their world. So, like, there's a lot of people out there who want to give you free information if you ask. You just gotta find their group and just get in there. And uh, those Facebook groups, I I found for different topics. Like I've seen, I found one that's a, uh, it's about traveling. So it's like so they're they're just a group of people talking about hey if you go on this airline on this date you know you can fly to Mexico for like thirty bucks or something like that and there's there's this people who are specifically on one topic and I'm like oh wow like there's a lot of free knowledge out there of people who are just willing to share. So yeah, I mean yeah, obviously it still takes a little bit of filtration because they I mean that's yeah. just a natural thing. There's there's yeah. scam artists everywhere, but that's true. Yeah. But you do, you have, you make a very, very great point because I also have, because I do want to start an apparel business and then some kind of merch regarding the podcast just as a way to kind of like promote it and also to be able to like, able to do this full time one of these days. Right. Um, but there's 
there's people there they're they're just talking about merch like yeah. you know how to how to get started on merch how to do a giveaway how to advertise your merch uh store and you know it's it's one of those things where people kind of get the perception that if you're a businessman that means you're always cutthroat but like you have people there willing to share because yeah. i mean there's a lot of markets that people think oh well if you're in, you're you know you can't really be in there because there's always like ten tens of thousands of people already doing it but you yeah. know everybody can still get a piece of the pie like you know in certain in certain you know industries yeah. you know and others it might be a little bit harder because you know there's different rules around that or not necessarily rules but you know different uh i guess rules rules of thumb i guess like standards of practices or you know right. people already have a huge number of like the market share but right you know it's really a matter of just you know finding an idea do your research there's like you said facebook groups and that's kind of like the awesome thing about social media is that there that that all that stuff exists yeah i'm sure i mean dude like you can't really put a, a price tag on that and the fact that it's just all you have to do is set up an account well granted you know there's downsides to having social media but yeah, yeah. let you know we're focusing on the positive here yeah. and it's like you know the the positive is that you can get that information and um yeah so i think now in this day and age the like a perfect example like when we were talking about like the people that got fired or got laid off from covid and they got the stimulus their stimulus or they got their unemployment a lot of them invested in the stock market and got into day trading and yeah i mean you i mean you look at what happened with gamestop and you know oh my yeah. god it's crazy <laughs> I, you know from gamestop the gamestop thing i saw like because there's there's like veteran traders who've been in the business for a long time they're like stay away stay away it's a ticking time bomb you get in there you're gonna lose all your money and then i saw other traders who are like i'm gonna risk you know thirty thousand dollars and see what happens and i saw one guy go and buy a lambo from that you think i don't know how much he put in but i know he made four hundred and fifty thousand dollars off for his uh, his uh his amc and he jumped out and he went and bought a lambo and like on his stories he's driving his lambo on the freeway and he's, he's like recording himself like passing the amc saying thank you amc as he's driving by in his lambo i'm like dude it's so crazy but yeah and and you know a lot of those people did not have a lot of money to go in like the people that yeah. you, know, they, you know that made money off gamestop they yeah. did not like they did not have anything in and, you know you look at that and it's like you don't necessarily have to go into gamestop or necessarily go into stock trading but you know it should i would imagine that at least it gave you inspiration like okay i can find something and make it work i can yeah. you know or you know find something that works already and just put in the effort that i have to do to maintain it and yeah. get it going so you so you, like, are you in the stock market now not yet man <laughs> <laughs> not yet you know i keep making that same mistake where i'm overthinking stuff and, and it's like and you already gave me yeah yeah analysis paralysis and you already gave me that information and i looked over it and i'm just like what's stopping me dude it's the same thing that stopped me from starting the podcast like i had to get somebody that i met on on uh, social media through the fishing community and i talked i talked to her about it like hey you know i'm thinking about starting a, a, a podcast and i told her all the details and she goes okay do it what's stopping you and i'm like ah she called me out man oh, she called man. me out and to this day, I mean, she's like the last person to give that final push to make me actually start the podcast. And then here we are, you know, almost 20 episodes, you know, in. And I'm like, all right, and I'm enjoying it. And think good things have come from it. But it's one of those things where we talk about like analysis paralysis because that was stopping me from, from doing the podcast. And now it's kind of preventing me from getting this, into trading. Got to do it. Got to do it. <laughs> yeah, there's no, other, there's no other way to say it. Like, you just got to do it. Like, honestly. Got to do it. I mean, but yeah, then again, but, I mean, this is like, I mean, you're dealing with money, so you want to do it smartly, but you got to, you got to get in there, you know, 
but uh um, yeah yeah we're doing it smartly but like you already gave me the the information so now i have yeah. the, the risk is now calculated so it's like very yes calculated risk i can tell you right now apple's not going under tomorrow you you're good you're good with buying apple <laughs> or tesla <laughs> so no yeah dude uh, one thing that i remember was it fine i don't remember what it was but somebody told me to invest in i forgot what it was and i was just like nah it might have been GameStop. <laughs> now oh. that I'm thinking about it, and I was like, "Nah, like, in, like, no, I'm not gonna invest in that." And it ended up, you know, oh, Bitcoin. There you go, Bitcoin. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're not encouraging people. You know, Bitcoin's its own thing, but you know, yeah. It, the example, the point, I'm, the reason why I'm bringing this up is not necessarily to get people to go into Bitcoin or anything like that, um, but it's just a matter of like, the research was done, and I was told when it was at eight dollars per Bitcoin. What? Like, yeah, back. <laughs> this was back in like 2013, I believe. It was like eight dollars or something like that yeah. for Bitcoin. It had just dropped from. If I'm not mistaken, and I might need to fact check this, but I think it had just dropped from, I mean, maybe 1800 or something like that. It dropped to eight, 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 uh, eight dollars per Bitcoin. Wow. And because I saw that massive dump, I was like, no. like yeah, but yeah. But the yeah. guys that the guys that told me to do it, they were. They have Bitcoin, but they were their their sole purpose is to hold it. Yeah. Oh, do you so, still talk to those guys? Yeah, that's all I know. They're freaking. They're like, they're <laughs> how like, are they doing? They're doing fine. They sold some, and then they they're still keeping some though. That's the thing. And then um, they're waiting for it to come back down to be, but to buy some more. But yeah, yeah. it's close to like six thousand or something like that. Yeah. You know? So it's like, yeah. you know, but you I know mean, the, you know what's crazy? Like mm -hmm. you got you got to think like. From the date that we're recording this, you got to think like a year from now. I wonder what Bitcoin's going to be at. You know, like we're, we're saying sixty thousand right now, but can you imagine like one year from now. I wonder what that number's going to be. People were like, "Oh, you were there when it was 60? Like it's a hundred now." You're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, "I'm I'm already feeling that right now, dude." I was like, "I remember when it was eight dollars." <laughs> yeah, when you said that, I'm like, "Oh, this guy's old. Look at that. He's talking about his eight dollars. Like <laughs> that's a long it time." It was ago. only seven years ago, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard. Like, uh, I was, I was, I was reading. I was watching, uh, reading this little article about a guy who, um, I think in New York, he spent like two hundred Bitcoin to buy two P uh, Papa John's pizzas, and it was like, oh, the first transaction with uh, Bitcoin. So he bought a pizza with two hundred Bitcoin, and he, he said it's worth like, I don't know, some crazy amount of number. He, he he bought pizza with Bitcoin, and it was like, oh, it's funny, you know. Oh look, he used uh, crypto to buy uh, pizza, and now it's worth like two hundred million. That's how much it was like. When you convert it, whatever. So I was like, dude, can you imagine? Imagine yeah. being the person, the person that sold in the Papa John's. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Bitcoin. Yeah, and, for real. And then it's like, now it's got a whole bunch of money just lying down, just lying there. And then, then the other crazy ones were people, the people who forgot their passwords. Like oh. they kind of just forgot about Bitcoin. You know, probably went about their lives. Like, oh yeah, I have ten Bitcoin. Just forgot. And then now they're like, yo, those Bitcoin are worth sixty grand each. And you're like, what? Yeah. 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 And I was I was hearing something about that, like that that uh and for those that are listening, sorry that we went off a little bit of a tangent, oh, but yeah. it's kind of it's kind of interesting to talk about because uh so those people that like forgot their passwords to whatever their their source for crypto that they were using. Yeah. And every time they get like they only get so many tries, and every single time they fail, they lose a coin. Yeah. So so it's like, oh no, no, they, they get so many tries. And then after a certain amount of tries, that's it. You you lose your wallet forever yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I wonder, wonder if it gets. Yeah, I don't know what it just gets lost. Like, I don't know how that works because I'm not that, you know, versed in crypto. 
But I, mm. I've heard about that too. Like if you have one more try to get in there, once it's in, you're locked out forever. So is that 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 Bitcoin is just lost? It's just in the it's in it's just out in the world, and no one can ever own it. Is that? I wonder if that's how. I wonder that too, because I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like it gets returned like, back like, to the yeah, the pot, or I don't know. I I would yeah. imagine it'd be something like I mean, I'm just imagining. I don't know, but I would imagine like it'd be something like where like a person dies, they sell their home, and then like further down, like maybe like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years later, like they tear it down and they find like a stash of of just dollars just sitting yeah. there because somebody except was hoarding them there. Except, yeah, except this is crypto, so it's like in the air, so it's not like. Yeah, that's weird. So I I think it's just lost to the world because there's only a limited amount of Bitcoin, right? There's there's an end game, like there, there you can you'll reach the limit at some point. So yeah, I think it's just lost. So I think it's like millions of Bitcoin that are just lost. People lost their passwords and they're just gone. That's it. So yeah, or you know what? I think it depends on which who's the one that's like hold like sourcing the wallet, like which service you're using. There might be some kind of disclaimer that. If you forget your wallet, we just reserve the right to use that those coins or something. I don't know. Maybe there's something like that. Maybe we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we're, we're just, just guessing. Like, we're like, I have no idea. People are like, I know it works. These guys don't know what they're talking about. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, but um, yeah, and you know, just to bring it back, like, so one of the things we were talking about before we hopped on, we we're talking about Fiverr. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a really good resource, and you know, kind of. You have more experience than I do, so you kind of like go ahead and explain, like, is, you know, is it really expensive, affordable? Does it vary? You know, right. So, so, so Fiverr is an opportunity for professionals in different categories to offer the services for money. So, uh, whatever they do, say, you know, you're an artist and uh, you can make drawings for people, or you're a writer of some sort, you can write up a paragraph, paper, something. So whatever their skill is and whatever you do, you can offer your services for an amount of money. So there's actually people offering services to be your um, ad agency. So you could pay them money and they'll promote your business and um, basically run ads for you. So I actually, uh, when I was first starting out with Facebook ads for my, my watch company, I actually hired a dude in Pakistan off of Fiverr, for like 50 bucks for the week. He would run my ads and set it up and, it was weird because he was he was good. I'll give him that because I I, I I had one Zoom call on him, so we're doing back and forth. And he was talking to me. He goes, "All right, I need access to this and that." And so I was kind of sketchy, like, "Uh, some dude in you know Pakistan's gonna do this for me? I don't know." <laughs> so like he took control over my uh my laptop, and then he ran into my Facebook ads. He made sure my uh, website was connected to Facebook, and he was doing all this little technical stuff that I I would have not not known how to do. But it was funny because as he was doing it, uh, his his mic is on, so I could hear like monkeys in the background. So I'm like, "What the <laughs> hell is this dude?" Like, <laughs> like I see him here, but like I hear monkeys in the background. So I'm like, "Where is this guy?" But uh, he ran my ads. He did a pretty <laughs> good job, and he basically set the, the basically the you know the framework of what I need to run my ads. And I just took over after that one week. I paid him. I took over, and I just run the ads on my own now. It's pretty much automatic. But uh, I've done the same thing for paying for an artist to do a logo for me um there's some people who like on their uh, instagram they like to do memes right like a lot of these meme pages i actually saw a person on fiverr uh offering for 20 dollars they'll do 200 memes for you so they just create memes for you yeah you pay them 20 dollars, 200 memes i'm like wow yeah oh, <laughs> oh, oh, you could hire a meme creator if you want 
So, Damn. Yeah, there's a lot, I mean, lot 20 of bucks, stuff. And 20 <laughs> bucks is pretty cheap. Yeah, that's what I said. 20 bucks for 200 memes? Like, it's such a weird conversion, but, like, that sounds like a really good deal. But I was thinking it's probably something generic. She just kind of the girl just slaps your logo on it or something. I don't know. But I'm curious to see what what 200 memes, you know, what, what, when you pay for 200 memes, <laughs> what are you getting, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, but, I mean, uh, that's good that you talked about that because, like, for example, like, for something that, like, what you just got, what you, uh, what you described that you got, like, that for $50 is actually not a whole lot, to be honest, especially yeah. um, considering, you know, that kind of service here costs a good amount of money. Yeah. Uh, those kind of consulting services. So I think uh, that's something else that, we you know, we often kind of overlook that these, t- these type of things, they cost money, but relative to what? Like, you know, this kind of mm-hmm. makes a perfect point to transition into when we're talking about like spending your money, not necessarily conservative, but, you know, spending your money either the right way, depending on what that right way is, or, you know, making sure that, you know, that we don't do a lot of frivolous expenditures when we're trying to start a business. Like, for example, like we hear oftentimes, like, for example, like the, the broke college student doesn't want to spend like 10 bucks for an organic piece of meat, but they'll buy like two, like, you know, Starbucks coffees, whatever. They're like five bucks a piece. And it's like, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. And obviously I just, you know, talked about that. I just brought that up as an example, not necessarily, you know, to bash any college kid that, that, right. <laughs> that, that like Starbucks or anything like that. Yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, there, there's different things like that. Like, um, one of the things, again, when we go back into analysis paralysis, we, we look at like, well, it's going to cost 20 bucks for a subscription of this or, you know, like for example, Shopify. Like Shopify, I think is like, I want to say $30, like to start. Yeah, something like that. And I mean, but a lot of people think, well, $30 a month is a lot. And it might be, and depending on who you are, right? But, you know, depend, but we got to analyze sometimes like, hey, I'm spending 30 bucks between several subscriptions of like, I don't know, like, because now that you have Netflix. a bunch of subscription, yeah, yeah, Netflix, like, what Ooh, is it, the NBC Levy. one, the yeah. Discovery? A lot of people, like, you know, we have. I myself only have the Netflix account, but you know, like, there's other subscriptions that we can have that we have that we pay for, and it's like, well, why don't we just stop paying for those for a little bit, pay for Shopify, start yeah. my merch, see how that goes, yeah, you know, and that's true. A lot of they yeah. do they they do most of the 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 work for like shirts and things like that. Yeah, or print. Well, as far as merch, it's like some print-on-demand uh, services where you don't have to hold inventory. You know, you could start, um, uh, uh, you know, your shirt and says "Mindful Endeavors" and it's a print-on-demand. So someone orders the shirt, and then it gets created. So you don't ever have to hold. You know, you don't have like boxes and boxes of shirts waiting somewhere. Like no, that's a lot. A lot of these um, uh, companies are offering you print-on-demand. So that's. Like there's there's a lot of ways that you can get into an industry like, and the barrier entry is getting lower and lower and lower. You could advertise on social media. Like there's there's so much, so much helping you to succeed. Uh, I think one of the things people have to just realize, or you just gotta start thinking like a businessman. Like you know, li- liabilities, assets. You know, uh, buying a coffee every day. That's like it's, it's a liability. You're spending money. You don't you don't need that coffee every day. You know. Uh, an asset to you would be a, a, a income producing business. So definitely want to invest. Everything's an investment. So uh, investing in a, your own self, your own company, that's going to pay you back later time. Or I think it, it just comes down to that delayed gratification. You know, I'll, I'm not seeing this money right now, but you know, two, three months down the line, it's going to make me some money. You know? 
Yeah, so, that, yeah. The, and like the, the more I do the podcast, Kevin, yeah. delayed gratification. That's that's the key. You got to know it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. And I think the more I do this podcast, I mean, um, and this is kind of why, like, the perfect, re- like, you know, way to point it out. Like, this is why it kind of like ties in a little bit into mental health when you look into financial health because we can fall in these little pitfalls when we're trying to make ourselves financially stable, right? Yeah. Um, like that, the, the whole thing was like instant, we fall for the instant gratification where we really should kind of like every now and then balance it out with some delayed gratification because, right. I mean, we're not saying that you should like be miserable until you make it like now, no. but like there definitely needs to be balance. Like, yeah. and there's certain stuff that, you know, like we're talking about, like, like, I mean, we're going to keep bashing on coffee just because, you know, it's the easiest example, hey, but yeah, it adds up. I mean, it, it does add up. Like even like sometimes it's like, buying a soda every every day like that's two bucks two, or 250 yeah. depending on where you're at two you know two bucks per day that's ten dollars a day yeah. with four weeks there's your there's your shopify subscription yeah, yeah. like yeah. um knowing what i know now like when, when i was 21 the things i would have done differently for sure because like on the stock market i can approach the stock market with a, a more confidence right so i I could see myself putting 50 bucks in the stock market and just not worrying about it. And then you could grow $50 into a good amount of money. If you're just kind of, you know, you're just working on it. You're not, you know, you're not spending anyone. The stock market makes money on its own and you just invest a little bit of money. So now I, I, I know that I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. I could have done that. Like, Oh, that's, I wish I had done that earlier, but, uh, just, yeah, man, there's so much that I know now that I wish I'd known back then. Like even oh, those ones, credit cards. Now I learned the power of a credit card. I was like taught when I was younger, like oh, be careful with credit cards. You're gonna get in debt. You know. Mm-hmm. You know now I know how to use them. Uh, and there's dudes getting rich off of credit cards. It's like leveraging credit cards. Like uh, more recently, because I'm more looking more into real estate, um, I joined a group, another more group of uh people who are getting rich off of credit cards and they're leveraging credit cards to do crazy purchases. Like, um, well, one idea would be to, uh, you buy a bunch of cars. So you won't, you would think like, wait, a car is a liability. Why would you want to buy a car? But there's some people who are using credit cards. Like they have a spending limit of 30,000 or whatever, $40,000. They'll buy three or four cars. Then they rent those cars out. Now those cars are making the money. They're paying off the credit cards and they're, they're the credit, the cars pay themselves off because they're just renting. So basically it's a business expense or uh, people using credit cards to basically rent a property, then turn it into an Airbnb property. And that's, they're using these, they're leveraging the bank's money, these credit cards to get into a business that's going to, you know, create revenue. And I'm like, dude, that's, it's crazy. And now I'm even seeing people because I'm in California. If you want to buy a house like the most ugliest, smallest house, <laughs> paying close to half a million dollars. Like it's crazy. However, there are parts in the United States where you can get a nice, beautiful, big house for like forty thousand dollars. And I'm I'm seeing I, I'm in, the, in my group. I'm literally seeing people buying three, four houses, um, you know, fixing them up, getting a mortgage on them, and then paying off the credit cards. So with just credit cards, they're buying houses with credit cards. They'll fix them up and get a bank loan. And then whoever's then they have a renter in there. And the people renting are paying down their mortgage while they're here in California or you know, one of the higher markets. And the houses are paying for themselves. I'm just like eye-opening. <laughs> and that's that's what happens when you 
when you put yourself in groups of other people with that mindset, you know, they're entrepreneurs. All these people are thinking of ways to make money, creative ways. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes, but it goes back again to patience, you know, and delayed gratifications. Cause I mean, delayed gratification because renting a house, you know, might not seem anything like you can't really think of like renting out a house in the short term because that's the wrong way to think about it really. Cause you're not really going to, make a whole lot of money right, right off the bat and you're just going to stress yourself out and you know you're worried about getting your money from the, you know whatever you put into it and that's kind of like a bad way of looking at it so it's a lot a lot of it is patience because you know you don't want to like get that like you're like because if you're impatient you're gonna be stressing yourself out even more yeah. when you're trying to get into this business so yeah and especially when you're first starting out i mean that's the most important thing as long as you like i mean i get i also understand too like if you bleeding out money then yeah, yeah you need to yeah. like Let they say what's the word um like the way to get rich is to make more money and like lower your own expenses if you can because if you just you know if your expenses increase and your income in increases then you're just you'll be continued can you continually be functionally broke because your expenses and your income is just going higher and higher right next to each other so you're not really making any more money you know if you're if you're making ten thousand a month, but then you spend eight a, or you know ten a month as well, you're just right right where you started. You're just making more money, but losing the same amount. Yeah, um, yeah, and it really it comes down to just kind of. I mean, I'm not because like, I mean, I, I I'll be honest. Like when I was growing up, even before I got into like entrepreneurship or starting looking into that, I always used to hate people that would be like, "Well, if you you know." If you want to spend money, it's because you don't want it. Like, no, nah, like, uh, you know, it's not the same yeah. case for everybody, you know, like, yeah. calm, calm down, you know. But, like, um, you know, it's not even to say, like, oh, like, but, you know, you need to change your lifestyle or anything. But, you know, just think about certain things, you know. Like, yeah. like, a lot of times, like, I feel like if we're, like, going through life and we get, like, certain stuff, again, back to instant gratification, we get certain things, we get stuck in buying, you know, like, oh, well, I mean, I have enough money to put food on the table and then buy like, I don't know, Lakers tickets. Like, because I used to buy Lakers tickets a lot, which, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, once or twice, great experience. Yeah. Multiple times. It's like, at that point, I'm like, yeah. okay. I mean, I can watch them on TV for free. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't necessarily have to buy them right now. Like the, the Lakers tickets, I can use that money and leverage it on something else. And yeah, that's where one of those things where I made that mistake while I was trying to create a business, I was still doing these expenses Mm. which is not necessarily a good thing you know like it was it didn't work out for me because it was just well, putting more what kind of business was it what kind of business was it so i was getting into uh selling filtration systems okay interesting yeah interesting. at the time it made sense because there was, there was a craze of like the whole alkaline uh type yeah. of thing um it the the reason why it failed was twofold one because it really wasn't set up properly mm. um in the sense that it wasn't necessarily a viable business to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then two, I didn't, you know, put in the proper money to market the, the business. And that's where the whole Lakers tickets kind of came into play. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had the mentality where it's like, all right, I'm I'm out of college. I have my job. I just want to, you know, have fun. Yeah. So when I was trying to do that and in the side hustle, which was, you know, the alkaline water stuff, um, you know, it got – you know, cons uh, not overwhelming, but it was just taking up a lot of my time. So I was like, yeah. you know what? I need to start having fun and all that stuff. Uh, you my need goal to start having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and that's kind of where that happened. But 
in hindsight, dude, like it, I guess it played out for the better because I don't, I didn't really see myself doing that for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, there's definitely pros and cons, but the cons definitely were like learning experiences. So, right. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, you know, you got to really like right now, like people are buying up Pokemon cards, like crazy, yeah. dude. They're crazy. That's yeah. Wild. Yeah, dude. Like, like, oh my God. Like that, that's why I'm like sometimes confused because we're talking about like, well, you know, we're going through COVID. The economy's in a rut right now. How the heck are people spending so much money on like Pokemon cards? Like you yeah. see that these cards are going for like 500, 800, 1,000, almost 2,000, some even like close to like 5,000, dude. Yeah. And people are spending that much money. I don't you know. know what? Like, maybe, maybe that franchise is just that successful because remember when the, the app came out, the game, right? The Pokemon game where people were like going yeah. outside catching Pokemon. Like, I, there was an actual industry that popped up from that. Like, I he- remember hearing people who were saying, like, they'll go out and catch Pokemon for you. Like, people quit their jobs just so they could run multiple accounts for people and say, you know, for 25 an hour, I'll go out there and catch Pokemon for you on your account. And, like, that whole industry, I'm just like, dang, this, their Pokemon, whoever is running their marketing is doing a wonderful job because people are crazy over that. But, yeah, those cards are, they're doing really well. And when, when did Pokemon come out? 97 i think 96 97 yeah well you know what's happening though what's happening with that is that you know we have the generation that grew up with that yeah well and now you know their their income level is pretty decent you know it's pretty decent so then they're buying up all the stuff that they couldn't probably afford when you know when we were growing up and you know yeah. and, and pokemon first came out and but you know like you're like that, you know. You brought up the perfect example of Pokemon Go and how that kind of like somebody saw a way to make money off of that. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. Entrepreneurs pop up; they find a way. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good example too. Because I mean, I'm not, and I'm also not suggesting that you should spend your every waking hour just being like, mm, "What am I gonna like? You know, what am I gonna do to make money?" Like, some okay, people do that. Some people. Oh, so, you know what? When the, the you know coronavirus first hit and there was lockdowns, like everyone's talking about the mask, right? Mm-hmm. With the N95 masks, you know, the, the ones that the actual uh, nurses and doctors were. So there were some people hoarding them and then selling them for like, oh, 800 bucks. I'll give you, I have two masks for 800 bucks. And you're just like, whoa. And I've seen people saying, oh, I was able to get a couple masks. I think they were actually trying to like flaunt on Instagram that they paid $800 for two little N95 masks. Yeah. And I was like, oof. But people didn't know. They were scared. They're like, maybe this is the only thing that can protect me. So they spent all that money. And that's just, Supply and demand, most basic. Yeah, yeah, it is supply and demand, but it's like, well, did you remember hearing about that one guy that was like that bought up? I think some guy in Tennessee bought up all the sanitizer from like oh, the local yeah. areas. And he yeah. was willing to sell it for like I think like I don't know like each bottle for a ridiculous amount. It, yeah. So it came up to like about like thousand like a hundred like a hundred thousand dollars worth of sanitizer like yeah. that should have really only cost me like twenty thousand or ten thousand yeah he just jacked the up. price up yeah yeah and then amazon shut them down and since them down, amazon so like backfired yeah now we have more than enough hand sanitizer everywhere now so it's like uh well he, he took a gamble i mean he took a gamble <laughs> yeah he took a gamble and then amazon shut him down because it was like well what why are you price gouging like i mean yeah Granted, to each one, there's a supply and demand. And, you know, we can argue yeah, whether that's, that's more that's of the a American way, I guess. You gotta, it's capitalism. You gotta yeah. take advantage. Yeah, I mean, because then, because then, at the same to that token, like you can add that 
maybe another person that's also hoarding sanitizer is hoarding it so that they can sell it maybe for only a dollar over markup versus like yeah twenty dollars over markup more and that person yeah yeah right but i mean but i mean even then like i saw uh, people that actually got into producing masks themselves so, like no yeah. i don't know how yeah. they yeah so like that's i don't know how, how they did good. the supply chain but they, they were just like you know what we need masks so boom there, there was a i saw several people online um there was one company you remember so you know you and i both follow jocko willick and you know yeah. his company origin yeah like he immediately switched to producing denim masks that can you can put you can slip the, the filtration system in them that's that oh. way they can work as an n95 and you know oh. he was selling masks that way and you know they were making money so i mean the issue is not we're not trying to pe tell people to go price gouge stuff that people yeah need, but we're just kind of making the point that you know we just there is ways to make money throughout different points of time yeah. in our in our in our lifetime and you know and the only reason why we're saying that we need to make money sometimes is because we want to be more financially stable like we don't right. want we want to make sure that if you know knock on wood you know yeah. another pandemic happens and you know stuff has to get shut down yeah. we have enough money in the bank to last us several months even a year that's the whole point yeah. of this yep, because, you know, we'll we'll the income but one thing i learned is not everyone's cut out to be an entrepreneur you know, that takes a certain kind of person to, you know, be able to deal with failures and unknown. But I think everyone should be an investor in some sense. You know, you buy a house, you've invested into a house. That's an investment. You know, it once you pay it off, it's going to be worth a lot of money. You could sell it. That's an investment. I think the stock market, that's another investment. There's certain companies you can invest in with as little as 20 bucks. And that's an investment. So I think if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, everyone has to at least be an investor invest in something that's going to generate money because uh they, everyone has to do that that's just is a, that's just a uh your safety net you invest in something that it's gonna be worth something you know, worth more later on like uh was one thing i, I learned is that if you buy a, a share of coca-cola that's like a very stable company which is a brown i think coca-cola's been for around for almost over 100 years or so or maybe not coca-cola's been around a long time but you could buy one of their shares of their stock and they give you dividends. So that's basically a small investment in uh, an investment right there. You buy one share of Coca-Cola. I think they give you like 20 cents every quarter. And that's just your first step in, in inv investing in, in yourself, in your future. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it may not seem like much now, but as the more you put aside here, there, you know, it, it builds up. And um, one of the things I learned is like uh, the retirement age. It's not really a, it's not a, a, an age number. It's a financial number because you need to reach a certain financial point to when you can retire. Some people re reach it at 30. Some people re reach at 20, but it's not really, you don't have to wait to be 65 to retire. Like it's, it's a financial thing. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's very, um, I'm glad you brought that up because I mean, like you said, not everybody can be there. I mean, granted that we're trying to encourage or at least encourage people to think about these things, but there is some people that, that may not necessarily be able to be entrepreneurs for, you know, whatever reason, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be because they can't hack it just because maybe they don't like it. I mean, at the same at yeah. the end of the day, you got to pursue what you like. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, like people, like some people are perfectly happy working, you know, yeah, love the job. Some people love their job. Yeah. Yeah. Some people love their job and that's, that's great. That's also great too. I mean, the thing, the, the thing is that if, you know, if you like something that you're currently you know, doing at a, you know, even if it's a nine to five job, perfectly fine. Like if you like it, if you like it, you have no issues with, you know, you know, 
you know, that you're struggling with mentally from that job. Yeah. You know, why, why, you know, upset that balance. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't invest like you were talking about, invest on the side and get, you know, a little bit of, you know, income here and there. It doesn't necessarily mean that, but I mean, yeah. we also do need people that, you know, create art and do all these other things and that, yeah. you know, may not necessarily like, you know, bring in a, sh a crap ton of money, but you know, they definitely <laughs> yeah. add value to society. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure. Even something like, I mean, a waitressing job, yeah. You know, like that, depending on who you work with, like it's, it all, it all comes down to like the community aspect of it, depending on who you work with. I mean, it may be a great job that you don't necessarily look forward to like leaving as soon as you get there. You know? Right. Cause at the end of the day, what we're talking about is like mental health. Like, you know, it's all, it's all about being happily being content and happy is different to it, it. It's not the same for, from person to person, because again, we're yeah. all wired differently. We all have different tastes, different likes, you know, as long as it's safe, you know, it's safe and uh, you're not harming anybody who's to stop you. Right. Right. I mean, <clears throat> it comes down to that balance because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, companies need, need workers and you know, people need, people need investors you can invest in with 20 bucks or whatever, you know, and it's really yeah. comes down to just not avoiding those pitfalls. Like for example, yeah. comparing yourself to somebody that's, you know, Jeff like Bezos. comparing, yeah. Yeah. Compare yourself like Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yeah. Elon yeah. Musk. Why am I not Jeff Bezos? Elon Musk. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Like you know, like we don't need to compare ourselves with that. Like we can yeah. go at our own speed. Like I've, I brought that up before. Like we don't necessarily have to go 100 miles an hour all the time. You know. Yeah. And it's okay to have a flat tire along the way, as long as yeah. you're continuously pushing through whatever your goal is. And you know, we went back, going back to when we talked about like setting small, realistic goals. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, it's true. Like, like, like if you want instant gratification, it should come from small goals, right? Yeah. I think I, I read something about, um, it was like a study on the most successful people. And it was those who, who knew how, who, who practiced delayed gratification. So like they did a test on like small kids and they said, here's like a donut. If you eat the donut now, you know, that's it. But if you, if you know, if you wait 10 minutes, I'll give you three donuts. And they're, they're just like, they're just testing little kids to see. Who would wait 10 minutes to get three donuts as opposed to that one right in front of them and there was not too many kids who waited the 10 minutes for the extra donuts they just went boom grab that donut right away but they said like if you could teach a child that the patience you know for that delayed gratification at a young age that translates into greater success later in life and i was like that's pretty interesting so dang yeah, yeah. that is interesting yeah so no, yeah because i mean i think um yeah, no, no, actually, no, that's a, that's a pretty good way of looking at it. Like, it's, it, you know, you got to learn from somewhere and, you know, if you can kind of teach your kids that, then you, know, yeah. you can teach them patience, really. Patience. That's, yeah, because even yeah. like starting like an Instagram page, like that takes work. So you're not going to like right away, like build it up in like two days. I mean, unless yeah, you pay true. an excessive amount of money or just pay for yeah. followers. But <laughs> yeah, some people do that. Yeah. <laughs> Some people yeah. do that, yeah. And I mean, some people do that. yeah. Hey, you know what? You can pay. You can pay someone to do it for you, like Fiverr. You can hire someone to Fiverr to run your Instagram. <laughs> and that's a real thing. Yeah. So, you know. No, yeah, but like the you know back to what we're talking about. Like, there's plenty of resources out there, and the 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 important thing is that don't feel like depending on where you're at, don't feel like you know because you don't have this, you're not doing well. Yeah, that's not it. And as long as you have your health 
and you're happy and you can you have your time to invest in yourself. We're talking yeah. about investments. The biggest investment you can do is something investing in yourself. Yep. Whether it's your health, emotional stability, uh, emotional stability, or even financial stability. Yeah, that's the most definitely. important thing. Yeah, and um, uh, I, don't, I don't really have a segue to this, but I want to talk about the martial arts. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's no segue. I just want to get into it because you, you said you, I, you spoke a little earlier before this started that you know you're going to be getting into you know potentially teaching in the martial arts. So yeah, yeah. why don't you speak on that a little bit? All right. Um, so um, so let's see. I started boxing first and then went to kickboxing and this was like several years back and i was trying to get into cage fighting but that didn't work out um and the, the only reason why it was just because i mentally like psyched myself out at last minute really? so what do you how do you psych yourself out i was just more in the long lines of where like i was looking at it from this way like i'm spending money a lot of money to get my face beat in uh yeah that's <laughs> so, logic yeah also okay yeah. so common so sense Common sense. I mean, yeah, common sense, but I <laughs> yeah, suck yeah. my I psych myself out because I mean, you know, you never know where it could have taken me. Like I didn't even let it run its course. Again, we're right. talking about instant gratification and how that can be a pitfall. There it was. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so and I was still training for a little while, and it's something that I like to do. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of experience in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I have a little bit, and um, but it's mostly the kickboxing and boxing that I've loved okay. to do. The only thing that um, the reason why I like it a lot is because uh, you can, you know, it's something that distresses me for sure. Like I'm just kicking the bag or even working with someone and just kind of like interacting with someone just takes a lot of the stress away. Like that, uh, you know, like a nine to five or just other stuff that's been going on. And right. uh, yeah, so teaching proper form is important. And uh, that's kind of what I, I hope I get to do pretty soon. So, yeah. All right. That's exciting. So when, when do you think you see yourself starting that? Mm, i don't know at the time that we're recording maybe maybe potentially a week from now and uh um, okay. yeah but realistically like like i might start putting those kind of videos on my instagram just for you know just shits of gigs or whatever yeah. maybe even just on my story to start off um yeah because i do i don't know like martial arts interests me and then like now that i know a little bit of like how to throw a punch and all this stuff i can see how proper biomechanics goes into that it's not mm. just like you know your typical axe back uh what is it backyard fight you know no, like, hey throwing haymakers yeah, haymakers yeah just swinging for the fences yeah yeah Got yeah it. so it's it's more than that man like you know it's a it's a proper way of like using your entire body and also to a certain degree like when you're finding someone there is some kind of mental state that you have to get into yeah. Um, like, I mean, again, if you're doing martial arts, obviously I'm not encouraging violence, you know, <laughs> I should probably, should probably, uh, started with that. But, um, like if you ever have to like spar with someone, like one of those, one of those things where if you're thinking too much, you are going to lose like plain and simple. Hmm. So, yeah. So, I don't know. You want, you want to get into martial arts? Oh, big you time. used to wrestle oh. in high school. Yeah, I was, uh, what's his, uh, Tim Kennedy. Every I follow Tim Kennedy's page. And I swear, like, that guy's, like, I, I look at his page, I'm like, yep, I got to do something. I got to do something. Like, you know, I've done a little, you know, a little, like, tiny bit of boxing. But uh, I read Jocko Willing's book. What is it? Discipline is Freedom, I think it's called. So I got that book. And uh, he's he, he's always pushing, get into jujitsu. That should be your first, your, your base, your base martial art jujitsu, and then build on top of that. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. 
And um, I've also listened to Jocko's, uh, his own podcast, podcast, mm. I forget what it's called, but um, he just keeps talking about jujitsu. I'm like, dang, everybody I'm listening to saying jujitsu, jujitsu is just, you know, and the idea that you can take down a bigger opponent. I'm like, oh, okay, that helps, you know, and it just seems like a good way to start, you know, just for fitness and just for overall, so you can know how to handle yourself. So I, I want to get into jujitsu. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. It's going to be one of those things that we remember we talked about hit set a deadline. So like by this date, I'm going to be in there. I'm going to be getting my ass beat, but I will be in there. So okay. the only thing is uh, here in California with the lockdowns, I don't know. Jiu-Jitsu is definitely close proximity type uh, workouts that you're doing there. So I don't even know if there's a, a local gym, a local, uh, you know, a dojo or, a, a, you know, place cool. where I can do jujitsu around here. I don't even know. I have to really look into that. But um, yeah, that, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I'll tell you a story. Uh, so when I so I definitely do think that um, Jocko is right in the sense of starting with that because it definitely grounds you. And I don't say that, and I don't mean that like you know, no pun intended or anything like that. And I mean that yeah. like you know, like you, it really grounds you because it really makes you understand how like like when you first start into jujitsu, unless you already. I mean, you have wrestling experience, so it'll be easier for you to pick it up. But that uh-huh. doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna have that you're not gonna have bad days when you first yeah. start. And I think, like going into it when you don't know anything, you're gonna get humbled really quick. Yeah. So I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not going going in with pride. So I, 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 from what I've seen, yeah, I'm prepared to get choked out a little bit here and there. That's the thing. Even if you think you're going in humble. You're gonna get humble. <laughs> like it's that's one more. of those things. I'll get yeah. more humble. <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna realize one of the things that um that's kind of a good takeaway from Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like again, you need patience because you're gonna start from zero. And yeah. you might, depending on how many people are in the class, how many people you know uh-huh. are in the gym or the way the the person instructs it, you're gonna find out that you know you might roll with like a person that's a purple belt and you're really going to find out how advanced they really are. And you might even roll with somebody that's also a white belt. But I had this one experience where this one girl might she probably weigh like 105, 109, oh, somewhere around no. there. <laughs> she straight up picked me up. Like, and I weigh close to 200 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. trying to get her in the guard. Right. And I had my leg on her hip so I can essentially transition to the guard. It did not work. And I forgot how she, she basically grabbed, I mean, again, we're working with geese, but even then, like, if you had, like, a T-shirt, you can, you know, roll it up, like, significantly to get leverage on it. Mm-hmm. But she got my gi, and then she immediately just kind of, like, started, like, you know, having her way with me, like, in terms of, like, positioning to basically be able to, like, kind of pick me up. And what? sure enough, <laughs> she what? picked me up. She she picked me up a whole lot, but she picked me up enough to when I was like, holy crap, like, she had me up. Yeah, yeah. And she just brought me back down and, and just immediately got me in an arm bar. Damn. I, like, I didn't understand, like, I mean, again, she what, was all... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't understand what happened. I think she was a... Yeah, she was a blue... She's a blue belt now, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so then that was me going in, and this was probably, I think, my first week or so. And, uh, I mean, granted that I wasn't going in like, ah, oh, it's just a girl. Like, no, no, no. I right. wasn't going in there like that. Yeah. But still, like, to be able to, like, see that she did that, and yeah. then that's not even the first time it happened. It happened with another dude that was also lighter than me. Probably was like 160, 170, and I was weighing like 210. Yeah. Still, he still did the same thing. And this guy was like 
Like I felt like a feather when that dude like, because a lot of it is about leverage. It's not really right. like about like muscle so much. Brute strength, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not about brute strength. It's a lot about leverage and like getting the proper you know technique and everything. So that's why I think it's really good to start with that because you learn your perception of things. Like if you have a bad perception or if you have a certain perception that may not necessarily translate to reality, right? You'll definitely get grounded. Learn real quick. That, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so. fascinating. Yeah. That's and you know, martial arts, depending on, I mean, there can be bad teachers, of course. Um, I haven't, yeah. I've yet to meet one, but I have heard of one. And um, you know, depending on who teaches you, like it, it definitely teaches you simple uh, discipline. Simple oh, okay. discipline. You know what? On that phone, I got a question. So, how what would be like what kind of criteria would you look if you're picking a, a you know a school to go to as far as like jujitsu? Like, what, what would you what should I be looking for? You know, hmm. like so you want to so definitely you want to go in there. Like, if you see the people that they get along really well, even though they go like hard, you know, balls to the wall, or whatever but they're still like okay and then nobody's really like put like pulling their like pushing their own weight around and everything like that that's one thing you look forward to um another thing too is like just depending on like how much attention you get right i mean granted in the class of like 20 students it's hard to really yeah. get one on t- one attention but like if you see him trying or the her trying that's a good thing um but uh ultimately it comes down to you what we really want to see like the technique they're giving, like, cause you can kind of see like after seeing like some UFC fights and stuff like that. Um, the, well, the very first thing for sure, if somebody like is specifically for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, somebody tells you there's a deadline as to when you're going to move up in belts. Don't go to that school. Uh, deadlines. Got it. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's the one flag. thing where deadlines. Red flag. It's a red flag. Yes. I could get you a black belt on a year. Like, Oh no, stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Okay. Stay away. Yeah. That's one of those things where, we're talking about discipline and then we're talking about delayed gratification. You're yeah. never going to know when it's time for you to get your belt. And yeah. that's actually one of the things that you don't even consider when you're doing it. Like when you're learning how to do jujitsu after you, like, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, a lot of people go in there with pride, but if you're a prideful yeah. person, you're going to learn that you don't need, you're not going to be thinking like, Oh, I'm going to be, you know, a blue belt by this day or this day. It's fine. If you want to set those goals up for yourself, yeah. That just means you have to learn everything, and even then, it's up to whoever is the the head of the class, the the school instructor, whether yeah. they want to give you the belt or not. And um, like I've I've been seeing in certain gyms that some people like are purposely like keeping people at like purple belt just because they want to they want them to learn more stuff, and there's other soft skills they want to learn associated with it. Um, but yeah, like you never want to go to a gym that's going to be like, all right, well, if you do this, this, this for three months, you get a belt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's they, they tell you that run away, <laughs> run away, <laughs> run away. Cause then again, there's that pitfall, the instant gratification. Cause you know, yeah. it's not so instant in the sense that it's going to happen like within one day, but yeah. they're giving you a timeline of when it's going to happen. Yeah. Hmm. So, you don't want that. Yeah. I think I think you know all in all I think that's probably why Jocko was talking about starting with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu first. Keeps you grounded. And, discipline. You know, discipline. That makes sense. Yeah, discipline is everything. Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, on that book on discipline, because the title is discipline is freedom. 
And I, now I kind of understand that because I've been trying to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. At first, it's just like, damn, this is so hard. But eventually, <laughs> eventually, you'll do it, and then it just becomes easier. And then th there are days that are hard, but it becomes easier. And then once you do that, if you wake up at 5 in the morning, like, your days seem way more productive because, like, uh, like, on the stock market. I'm here on the uh, West Coast, so the stock market opens at 6.30 over here in the morning. So sometimes I try to wake up at 6 a.m., and then, like, I'm, like, uh, you know, still asleep, trying to get on my laptop, see, do some trades and like that. And then I found when I woke up at 5 a.m., a whole hour earlier, I was able to get up. I'll do a little workout, shower, and, you know, I'm in front of my laptop ready to do my trades. I felt way better, way fresher, way more accomplished. So now it's like, all right, 6 a.m. is not going to do it. I got to do 5 a.m., and I got to do it every day, every day, every day. Sure, on the weekends, you know, take the time off, but I got to do it. And that 5 a.m. Is, is real. There was a quote that I read that it said, Basically, if you uh, if you wake up uh, at 5 a.m. every day for a year, see if your life doesn't change for the better. And I was like, I mean, okay, we'll see what. Well, I don't know. They say good things will happen, so we'll see. I'm trying it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I used to wake up when my schedule was different. I used to wake up at 4:30 and go to the gym, come back, take a shower. And that yeah. became easier and easier when I, the more I forced myself. But in my particular case, um, I noticed that once I started being healthier, it was easier to wake up at 4.30 and I wasn't gotcha. feeling like sleepy right off the bat. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, you know, again, it all starts with creating that habit and you can't really create a new habit unless there's discipline. I mean, a new productive habit because it's easy to get into bad habits. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, we go back to instant gratification, like, oh, I want to get a cheeseburger because it's really easy to make. Like, I want to yeah. get some cheeseburgers or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, why don't I just make the burger myself or just make a steak or cook some kind of, you know, dish and eat healthy? Well, it takes more time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. So that's a big one, too. If you really, if you're out of shape and you want to get in shape, that's a big delay of gratification because the path to get in shape is going to be months, week, long time. So you really have to delay those bad habits for a long time to get to your goal of, you know, in shape. Like you, you, you see those compilation videos of guys saying like, oh, I lost 120 pounds. And then there's like, it's a whole like two year journey. Like you got to think like their mindset changed at one day. They just like, this is enough. I'm tired of being 400 pounds, you know, and they delayed gratification for years to get to their goal, you know, lose all this weight. And that's just, that's a drastic change, but definitely an, an example of, you know, what's possible. And I say that as I'm drinking my Taco <laughs> yeah. Bell yeah, yeah. diet Pepsi. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right, man. <laughs> Inspirational. <laughs> <You're> like, uh... <laughs> dude, I, I can't believe I didn't bite my own tongue when I said that, dude. Because I was like, because I mean, I got some Taco Bell because, you know, it, again, it, we're I was like 20 minutes away from doing this podcast. And I was like, you know what? Like, my, I forgot to defrost the meat that i was gonna make today yeah so i was like dang it so i don't have anything prepared i have the vegetables which i'm still gonna eat okay but i had to get something on the fly and i was like all right taco bell it is i guess but what are you gonna you know, make it's one of huh what are you gonna make what are you frosting oh i was gonna make a, a steak basically it was just gonna oh. be a sirloin steak with vegetables and i like to do the vegetables kind of like stir fried oh okay yeah nice, so that's nice. what that was, was gonna happen but again that takes right. time what that's doesn't right. take time Going yeah. to the drive-thru, it only takes Fast three minutes. Yeah. So, and so I say that, you. of course, ironically and, you know, hypocritically. And I apologize to our listeners who are still 
yeah. listening and people are, are watching on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so uh, you, are you going to do something? Because you're a good cook. On the on the cooking front, are you going to put like videos of you cooking or what, what are you going to do with that? You have to share with the world your skills. You got, you yeah, dude. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I'm thinking uh, I'm probably going to definitely be more active on my my cooking Instagram and then share it on my personal or my, my main, the outdoors one. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I do smoke a lot of meat, so, so, you know, but the, but the other one's probably going to be segue into its own business. So that's kind of why I want to do that other Instagram, but you know what? It goes back to what we're talking about. It's a lot of time. It's already a lot of time running one account, Yeah, and, you know, with it's other stuff like work and other things like that, dude, I just gotta, other, it's a whole job right there. Yeah. I just got to buckle down and like really, you know, get into it and see what's up, but you know, I'm, I'm up to the challenge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, you've been right. consistent with this. You're you're really consistent with this. So, I mean, is, is it getting easier, like, doing these? It is getting easier. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of those things where, like, it's getting easier because it's getting easier to talk. Because that's one of the yeah. things I had to learn, like, how yeah, to talk. You, you look comfortable doing it. Yeah, you're good. I'm a lot more comfortable now. Like, dude, I go back and listen to the first episode that I made, dude, and I'm just like, like of, for like uh, two seconds, we're like uh, me, yeah. me and the guests were just like this, and my my guest is like, "So what do you want to talk about?" I'm like, "Damn yeah. it!" Like I already messed up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, natural. yeah, you're you're definitely going with the flow. Like yeah, it's good, very natural. Yeah, I can definitely see the transformation over the the course of these uh other episodes. It's good. So yeah, you I know mean, it, you're gonna have like uh Jordan Peterson on here or something, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. Name. So that is a uh, good thing that they brought up because I, I do one of the things for the future of this podcast is I do want to bring like medical professionals, psychologists yeah, and things like that for sure. And talk about it like from a more science-based perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still going to keep having people that want to share their stories. Like <clears throat> the last, as of from this recording, the last, well, three out of the last four episodes, somebody shared like a dark, a, a dark story about yeah. one was anxiety. One was body dysmorphia. The other one was, um, uh, you know, dealing with anger and other things like that. And, you know, that was, that person was a vet. I mean, he is a vet. So, um, yeah, so that's, so that's still going to be an, an issue. And then obviously talk about the outdoors. And in this case, we talked about martial arts. So, yeah, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. So that's yeah. always, that's always going to be a thing. And yeah, but I do want to eventually get to a point where I can get people to actually work in the field. And I do have one episode then going to come up. That's going to be published. Be- I think right before this one. Uh huh. Um, if, I mean, at the time of this recording, it should already be published. Or, uh, yeah. But I think the episode before this is the one that's going to be where we have, I have a somebody that works in the in the mental health field, so it's more of a, you know, personal yeah. exp- or closer experience to the you know the actual right topic. Interesting. But yeah, so nice. that's all right, man. We went over a little bit, and that's cool because yeah, you know, it's always fun nice. talking to you. Yep. Uh, let me plug my let me plug my business again real quick. Is uh, right. hey, can I get a little banner? You say you gotta show me you have a banner, right? Let me get the banner. Is I don't little... have one made. Let me see. Let oh me yeah, sorry. Right. Romanwatches.com. Let me see if I can make it on the fly. R O M N Watches.com. Wait. wait. R O M N Watches. R O M N N Watches.com. All right, add banner. There we go. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, for those that are just listening, it's uh, romnwatches.com. You can find Anthony's business there. They're pretty good watches. I'm definitely going to get one myself. So, Um, but yeah. So, and people are watching on YouTube. There's a plug. There it is. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. Any last uh, thoughts? You know, we want to talk about like financial aspects or just, you know, things that, you know, that are related to other things that are related to mental health and, you know, other kinds of things like around discipline and things like that. Any you know, final final thoughts that you might have? Uh, stay fit. <laughs> get out there. <laughs> just step outside, people. Just walk outside. Get sun. That's that's a good one. A good, just go out there and get some sunlight at least, you know, 10 minutes a day at least. Don't stay in the house all day. <laughs> that's so good for you. It's so simple, but just seeing the sunlight or having some sunlight on you, that, that, that makes a difference for sure. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I'm definitely going to add to that in the sense of, like, take a break from what you're doing, uh, whether it's the rat race that you uh, – people might think that, you know, there's never an escape from, or if it's doing something that just people like to do. And, you know, even if you're even if you're at a good pace, it's always uh, beneficial to take a break and just really embrace the outdoors, embrace, you know, nature, and just going outside, like you yeah. said, to, you sure. know, taking a quick breather for 10 minutes, and it's good for you. Yep, 100%. All right, cool. So, all, all right, right, well, we're going to hop off and uh, stay on the stay on the channel. Uh, I'm just going to pause the recording so I can talk to you after, but uh, yeah. Hope you guys all enjoyed the conversation and I think it was I think it was pretty good and we definitely can get a lot of good things out of it. And um, yeah, see you on the next episode. See you on the next episode. That's good. All right.